Escape to summer with Victoria's Secrets just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the very sexy collection like the made-to-be-seen very sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives swim collection inspired by Victoria's Secrets classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Not me, that is for sure. So get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. I just used the coconut oil and vitamin E shower cream, and I seriously forgot I was in my own bathroom. It smelled like a spa. Plus, it's allergen-free, so it's gentle for your skin, and it worked in as little as three minutes, so no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasted days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates, so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And that's what you really missed with Jenna and Kevin, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to And That's What You Really Missed podcast, part two, Ian Brennan. There's more, Kevin. There's oh. more to be to be talked about. Oh, there's always more. And I'm so excited for everyone to hear. I hope everybody enjoyed that part one of Mystery and Brendan. You just get like a taste of who he is. Just a, a ball of sunshine. <laughs> and a genius, a, a brilliant mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get to it. Part two. Did you read the articles? Did you read reviews? Did you read all of that? Yeah, yeah, I, and I, which is awful. I mean, it's like it's just like a a form of self harm. Truly, but like, um, but I, I was actually careful about it. There's only there was only a few, uh, only a couple writers, only one who I can name, uh, Emily Vanderwerf, uh, Emily Todd Vanderwerf, who used to write for AV Club. Now I think it's for Vox. Who is a complete genius. Is just mm. very, very, very smart. Is somebody like can write stuff about a show you're doing. You're like, Oh, you had a deeper insight than I did. Like you actually mm. saw a layer beneath <laughs> we had this whole theory because of the stupid way that we like would dole out writing credit, which is like the, the show was written. The first two seasons were written identically. It was like Ryan would sort of come in with a, with an idea, songs, an architecture of a, a, a more or less pretty, pretty good idea of the structure of the show. And then Brad and I would go write it. And it was sort of divided. Like it was funny. I wrote it. If it was like heartwarming, Brad wrote it. Mm. And then Ryan would sort of like edit it all together. Um, mm. And that was an episode. They're all, but sometimes like a different name, but then it'd be like written. It was by rotating. Yeah. Right. yeah. So then Emily had this like theory and it was sort of right. She had, it went on, wrote, wrote at it, wrote about it at like at length, about like the three glees, the three glee theory. Huh. And it was actually sort of genius. And she was like, oh, there are three, these three creators have a totally different idea about what this show is. Huh. Ryan's is about ambition and about like flash and about like get, getting out to the stage and like singing out Louise. Uh-huh. Brad's is about like the, 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 the sort of like soapy heartfelt, but, but mostly like the, 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 the romances of high school of youth. And then mine was just funny. Mm. Mine was just like mm-hmm. making fun of all of it, mm-hmm. which was completely true. But she, mm-hmm. as evidence, she'd be like, see, just look at this episode, which is penned by Ian Brennan. And you're like, no, no, no. Oh, we're totally confusing you. Cause they're all the same. They're all the yeah. same. But I was like, you happen to be right. That's exactly <laughs> right. And it's weird that like you could take and probably was maybe a reason why the show 
worked in that way was three very different ideas about what the show even was mm-hmm. but like a synergistic kind of yes which is why like it probably the three of you also had that synergy working together because when you watch it you guys can address and and let's take funk for example you guys can address this really like systemic sort of racism wait <laughs> wait is that when sue separated the club by race no. No, 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 but there's this other <laughs> plot I don't remember down. happening of Quinn getting treated differently because she's pregnant. The oh, unwed yeah. uh, mothership c- uh, yeah. connection. Yes. But in the midst of it, you have Sue being a hoarder with her trophies and be- you have all this crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy shit happening. And like, boop, here's some like really heartfelt, thought provoking Stop crazy. And every episode's like that, obviously, oh, yeah. to varying extents. For some episodes, will be three quarters of it will be these mind melding, really philosophical, you know, questions that we're addressing on national television. Other times it's like that where it's being insane. No, totally, totally. And then I think then we also, and again, it's my fault because I always was very (laughs) aware of how the show was received. And because like, just at my core, I think show choir is stupid. It would then, then the show later on began to comment on itself that there was a sort of meta commentary, which mm-hmm. then sometimes people didn't like. They're like, oh, now this, this show is sort of like self parody. And you're sort of like, well, yeah. And then you sort of parody that, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like a snake, but you're like, yes, it's self parody because it's a, it's a dumb show about show choir. And then it's the most, it's the biggest show in the world. <laughs> and then like Gwyneth Paltrow is a substitute teacher and it airs after the Super Bowl, and it's all kind of dumb and they like, but it's also brilliant. It makes your hair stand up. So it like, yeah. the, it always was kind of self parody. Yeah. Show yeah. choir is self parody. That's yeah. what drove me nuts. And I was then, so there was then, and that's probably what drove me the craziest and like made me leave my body and like go <laughs> for like, a soothing icy cave with like a, a a spirit animal. Yeah. Like people were sort of like not getting that, like we saw that, like mm. not getting that, like, yeah, we know what we're doing. Right. Like, mm-hmm. We're right. doing it's the show hasn't gotten away from us. It's like, we're still just trying to make, we're doing this on thing. purpose. Yes. But the show got huge and if something gets huge, and you want it to stay interesting to you and you want to still make it surprising. You do weird, crazy moves. And so the show gets a little bit like a Grundle off. prom. But precisely. Yeah, precisely. And yes. then it sort of gets lauded. It would be like people would I think people are like, well, then it's like it's just it's it's a it's a campy guilty pleasure. And you're like, mm. Yeah, I guess it is, but, <laughs> but it's a little bit, but we're also like, we like get it. Like there's a strong link with the show. And as the show gets crazier, it gets winkier, but because it's like, cause you can't ever go back. It was like, there was always this commentary that like, Oh, I wish it was like better like the pilot. And you're like, well, it ain't the pilot. Cause it's like the pilot was just this like, little pilot and then it became the biggest show on television like you're gonna we're yeah. that is going to inform there's no way to not respond to that instructed yeah. you know, like that's just the person involved making the show are going to respond to that because we're kind and we're kind of trolling you everybody like that's mm-hmm. like the show became this kind of like troll as well it's just very weird to talk about it's just very very meta i actually don't this is nice to talk about i actually because i think about the show all the time right i almost never talk about it. you never, don't never talk about it with trilby i'm even like like see jama constantly because like our kids are like best friends they we we i never talk about it with her it's just mm-hmm. like so it's actually this is actually nice to like get out this is therapy just let it out. Yeah, i think that's why ryan keeps coming back too because ryan, ryan just it. sort He's of like, just this spills is therapy <laughs> I have a, I have a, okay, let's, speaking of therapy, Ryan always talks about like not having mental health or mental wellness like that existed in the workplace during that time. Things would have been very different. I also want to talk about you directing a lot of our show, but, um, but the mental wellness of all of it, how did you handle or did you not? Cause we saw you, but we didn't see you a lot. And so like, how did you handle, not handle the, the size of it not being recognized, but also the pressure of having to deliver every week 
What was that like for you? And did you end up in the icy cave for a long time or did you come out? Ryan would prep us in the early days about like, if the show is a success, this is sort of what's going to happen. And then once the show became a success, he's like, okay, now here's sort of the next phase of that. They're going to tear us down. Yep. Did he also, in addition to what Jenna said, did, did he sort of give you that preparation like he gave us? Uh, more or less. I don't think he knew. I don't think nobody could have really predicted what the trajectory of it was going to be. Right. And I, as far as like how I, I don't know, I should ask you guys, like, how, how did I do? Like, I was, I mean, I never think of myself as like, I was your boss, but like, but I, I, I think I did okay. There's just the, the actor in me is mm. always annoyed about like being uh, behind the camera. Like, it's just, a, it's a, it's an ego thing. It's like, a, I'm, I'm, I just have that tick enough that it's like, that was always a little bit annoying. Um, hmm. There was a little bit of like, that should be me up there, mm. which is preposterous and not even, and is, is, is just a little bit. My, my, actually the main thing, it took me about 10, it took me a long time to be like, the, the switch from acting to writing is such an empowering thing that I can, I can hardly complain, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was, it was an unusual thing to be like, oh my God, all these people are like, if not household names, household faces now. Mm -hmm. And you're sort of like, I'm just the guy in like fingerless gloves, like at, at video village, (laughs) you know, it's like a little bit, that was weird. It was not kidding about the fingerless gloves. But still, but then, but again, but, but then nobody bothers me. And like, I could, and I get to say whatever I want. So in a way I was like, oh, that's the trade-off. I, I totally, I totally get it. And, and look, by and large, and again, talking about it is so good. Cause it, it wasn't, it, I think I had, I did have like a very good run of it. I think that I like, it was, it was, it was fine. It was a lot, but it was like, it was, it, it, it wasn't for me, I don't think, a, a big trauma experience. There were little things, of course, and then big things throughout. But I, I, I feel like I um, got, got through it fine. The, a lot, honestly, a lot of the stress of like, and you guys probably experienced this too, that like when you've got like a success, the industry wants more like the mm-hmm. first first of all that like i always get jealous of like my screenwriter friends or people who work in like film because like a movie you like write and it takes two years and then it's up and it's over mm-hmm. and then you like go to the oh an award ceremony or like right. tiff or like south by southwest and then or you win an oscar or whatever but then yeah. it's like over whereas with like television you're like rewarded it's like you're like exhausted and then like great like now do more of that yeah do that so again like, Birthday yeah. cake, birthday cake, birthday cake, birthday cake. And you guys, I mean, having, having like choreographing your 500th number, yeah. you know, you're like, I love this. This is what I wanted to do my whole life. But, but right. you'd want to, you'd trade, you'd trade it in that moment for anybody just to be yeah. like jealous of the person, like getting you your coffee at Starbucks. Be like, please. Yeah. And I just like want that machine yeah. once. So there's like that element of it that it's like, Oh, and that you're oftentimes like when you're, even when Glee was at its biggest, all the voices around you, agents, lawyers, managers, whatever, are all saying like, but what's next? Mm-hmm. What else are you going to do? Do you have anything else lying around? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, not right now. Like, can I do this <laughs> yeah. thing? Because it takes a lot of work and I'm not, we're not, we weren't, even when we then hired a great writing staff, Although we hired them too late, it made it really hard for them to like get sure. up to speed. And you're like, what? Um, sure, sure. But you know, it was like that. Still, yeah. it was like it was. I, I think it like it's mostly a complete and total dream. It feels like something that it was so. It feels like it went by fast. It feels like this weird, um, like Shangri La. It was like if it. <laughs> if I suddenly like woke up on like a, in on like a gurney and there were a bunch of like doctors, like measuring my like dilated pupils and was like, you've been dreaming. And I'd be like, Oh, of course. 
Mm, yeah, right. like, that happened because that's <laughs> insane. There's no way that happened. Again, it's every time I talk about it, it still seems crazy. It seems yeah. like a, a weird fantasy or like a fiction and it's somehow not. It's so wild. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but it does feel like that. You know? It's funny because when you say like the there's this like it felt like when we wrapped I think Variety asked me to write like a, a mini piece and I'm like not really a writer but they asked me to do like a guest piece about Does Lee and the reflection. Award? I'm, um, excuse me. Two. She has two Tonys. It's fine. It's fine. I don't really write, but I do have two Tonys, but really? I, no big deal. Oh, so, oh, Jen, I think you, you dropped your two Tony. No, I did. I, tell I just everyone. dropped them on the floor. I tell um, it's right as close here, I'll ever get to a Tony. Me. So I have to brag oh, about it. Just totally. Come over and spin them on my fire, my mantle. Um, no, but I, they asked me to write this piece and I, I first was like, well, number one, like, why are you asking me to write this piece? And I totally said, like, let me just think about it. And then, like, within 24 hours, like, I had something for them because yeah. there's so much to share. But also, I think the first line of it was, like, it feels like I was on a runaway train or, like, yeah. on a really fast bullet train. And I finally just got to the station. Well, and I was like, I remember that. It was a really, really insightful, well-written Oh, piece. thank you. Things. It felt, I mean, like, yeah, I was on the inside for a long time. So I, it just came, it like literally poured out of me. But that that's what it felt like. A truly like it flew by so fast. And the thing about this podcast is like we get to look back at all of the times that we did want to be the Starbucks barista. We did want to trade it for everything and go <laughs> to back to be on and Modern say, Family. Yeah, totally. right. Totally. Like what a schedule. They have sushi <laughs> for catering. Like uh, we had like Costco cheese balls. Oh my God. Yeah. But, but, you know, we look back and I'm like, wow, that was great. And it was awesome. And I'm grateful for it. And I can I can feel grateful for it again and express myself that way again, because we all lost our minds a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think for you, it was like at least there was some anonymity behind it. And the show really literally couldn't exist without you Where like sometimes I, I felt at least for me expendable in a way because there was so large it yeah. felt like if yeah, you yeah. had fallen off the wagon you guys would still be running but like without you like it obviously couldn't sure. keep running it's so you know was the true soul of the show i will take it away great but but i get what you're saying oh and you you made a point earlier you made the other point as well that like also which which is a, an astute point that uh ryan makes is that like they don't they there would not be that show again now without literally someone whose job it is, who's like the taking care of people's mental health. Mm -hmm. Like that would have just happened. That's just have a to. thing now. Have to. Maybe because of I don't know, but it's like <laughs> you just have more. There's just Maybe. more of an HR footprint. There's yes. intimacy coordinators is a thing. Just like more yeah. some for some reason, and it's great. Somehow like, oh yes. wait, like these actors are people and they have actual feelings, you know, has like, has like drift into the whole process, which is, yeah. and then it would be, so uh, mm -hmm. that, that, that I think it's hard to, it's hard to prove a, a negative, but it's like that. I think that would have, I, I don't know. That would have been, that would have, I think, yeah. There was definitely need for that. Yeah, it would have shifted. I think it would have shifted because in the dark time of like when you talk about those blackouts that you had mid -se mid series, like we had as well, it was because of the ment. I think it was it's survival mode. You go yeah. into survival mode yeah. and you exist to the place where you're like, how do I just get through this and get to the next point? So totally. by the time we got to the end, we're like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's funny again. We're there. We're gonna miss everybody. Like there totally. was something to reach to and to. Yeah look to whereas in the middle you felt like you were kind of drowning like we were all kind of drowning in a way and like the you lose yourself and you yeah. lose so had we had that like life preserver mm. yeah. we might I, have actually been able to like sit above water for a little yeah. bit longer and i think we all felt that too but didn't know how to address it or name it or identify it because right. i remember talking to telly talking to you ian or jenna where like at some point mid-series we all sort of like drifted maybe into ourselves or a way we're like, we're just showing up, clocking in and clocking out in a way of, oh my God, there's 22 episodes of this again. Yep. How are we going to do this? Okay. There's all these new writers. Um, yep. How are, how do they know how to do this? Oh God. Like, is everything going to be okay? Yeah. I can't concern myself with uh, worrying about 
how the show's doing in ratings or music sales or in storylines. Like, I just need to show up and do it. And then it's like, oh, and then there's Corey. Okay, um, yeah. how do we, yeah. how, what are we supposed to do? And I mean, like, like this was all new for us and it was all new for you at the same time and to an extent new for Ryan as well on yeah. a different level, even though he had had successful shows before. It's an entirely different thing. It was brand yeah. new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, but to, 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 to your guys' credit, you're calling it, checking out you also knew what your jobs were and were good at it like you knew who Artie was like you knew who tina was you you'd done a lot of the work and you knew how to do it so it's like you might have mm. been that might have felt clocking out to you mm. you guys were always there you're always mm. on time you always knew your lines you could always turn a joke like like i there was that's that's a like mm. a survival mode that you go into but also just just like you know what your job is and you were good mm-hmm. at it so like and you're not gonna you have to you gotta s- store some energy up you can't it's not gonna be that like yeah yeah like it settles into like okay this is what we have to do so right. i never got the sense that even if you were particularly from you guys but but really from anybody that yeah. it was like they were like there were definitely, definitely moments of that. Definitely. But broadly speaking, I was always quite impressed by like, like, Oh, these guys. And again, it's, I keep going back to it, but it's like, poor Chris Culver was a gay icon before he came out of the closet. That's like, you know, like yeah. that, 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 that he handled that with as much aplomb as he did and showed up with a no, smile, no. like 99% of the time, everybody has some sort of freak out every now and again. Like it was just, yeah. I was yeah. actually, and, and I was pretty good about in the moment being like, you, like good on these guys. Cause this is a lot. Yeah. And like you I are. write my shit and I get to go home or I get to go home and do my work. So I'm like sitting on a sofa, like doing my work. Right. These right. guys are in the powerhouse doing <laughs> rehearsing, you know? And then yeah. when they, when I have, which were, they were very brief breaks. Like the first, I don't remember when there was a true hiatus, but it was like, mm-hmm. usually like a couple of weeks. Right. I guess Barcelona, I guess when, when I went to Barcelona and then Jenna and Kat. Barcelona. <laughs> oh, we came and visited and it was the best. The I'm still jealous. That's of true. That. You were like, I'm literally going away for a month. You're like, I'll yeah. be there if you want to come, come visit. I will literally be there for a month, and you disappeared. Here's a hot tip: don't go on a vacation by yourself if you're a man. It's like nobody talked to me. The only part I remember is when you and Kat showed up. It was, a, it was such an ode to like friendship. I was like, I can't thank you. I would just like Aww. sit. If, I think if you're like a comely young lass, like sidling up to a bar, people would be like, hola, que pasa? <laughs> but like me, I'm just some dude alone in a bar or like, mm-hmm. like nobody's coming up to me. But I understand <laughs> the impetus like, to like want to yeah, get away and be by yourself yeah. for a month. Away. Like yeah. I, you... You, you know, well-deserved, obviously. I, like, I understand the motivation behind it, but I almost did the same thing myself really fun. last yeah. year. I was like, I'm going to Barcelona for a month and thank <laughs> God that didn't work out. <laughs> it's it's I, a great city, but go with somebody. Go yeah. with a friend. Yes. Because yeah. otherwise you're going to be like, like having to strike up conversations with like the bartender. They have to talk to you. Right. Yeah. Like, and I don't at least speak you a word speak the language. At least That's you're fluent in Spanish. Practice. Uh, although in Barcelona, though, they speak Catalan. So you, they will yeah. speak right. Spanish, but what you're hearing is a different language. So it's right. actually like the place to go would be like Madrid. Right. Let's the, talk about... But, but anyway, I, I was able to... You guys always had so much work to do, so many hours to put in. And then and then the shooting of it. And then oh the crew. God. The crew. How did it even... You know, like they... they all jobs are different. But like that's for awesome. every... That's what I, I would get annoyed when like anybody would complain about the hours. And you're like, okay, it is going late. But like, guess who's going to be Me here too. after you? Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection. 
in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini, rewind to the future with the VS Archives swim collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal, now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent, dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are a couple times, maybe towards the end, where I would like text you or pull you aside and be like, uh, I don't know. I think I was afraid to talk to Ryan and you. Yeah. I think also maybe because you're closer in age to us and also are an, an actor, actor. You right. like we very much speak the same language. Yeah. And you were always so nice and checking up on us and making sure like, how's oh, it going? Because yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't have known that. No, I'm you so always were like, we yeah. could... Yeah. It was always so comfortable to talk to you about anything. I, I didn't feel scared to ever address you in that way. I felt like we were in it together. Yes. Yeah. Like, I even though you were technically your boss, it didn't necessarily feel like you're unapproachable and I'm going to get in trouble for talking to you about this. Yeah. So, well, that's thing. good to hear. I hope I hope. I wasn't scared of you. No. Um, yeah, there were times where I'd be like, Ian, um, uh, the wheels have fallen off. Um, I, and I would text you or I'd text Brad and I'd be like, ah. Uh, so, Help. um, someone has been rude to the crew, and that would really, yeah, that would re- or the crew would be like, so someone from the crew would tell me something, and they sort of knew I would be like, let me give go me fix a moment. this. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because Here's the reason why not to be rude to crew because everybody knows it in like two seconds, and yes. it shows who you really are. Yeah, oh, shows who you really are. Like I get everybody has a bad day. People can have a bad week, a bad month, completely. But the moment. Yeah, yeah, you are rude to the people who are there before us and leave after us, and who are making a fraction of what we're making. To be honest, Completely. like you mm-hmm. can off. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, truly uh, done. Done our with crew you. Became our family, yeah. and and there yeah, was yeah. little turnover on that crew, as we've said multiple times, and God we bless. were all very, very close. Yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. mess with our crew. Yo, and it's just because like the people at home watching the show didn't see them. That was like there was no there difference was like between us star. and them. A guest like, star was, came in at the towards the end of the series and decided to cut himself during a take and um was not very nice to a cameraman and i literally got up and walked out of the room do you know who that really i don't know who this is it's okay we'll Uh, talk about it later um but so speaking of behind the camera had you directed before how did you get to direct your first episode and what brought you back (laughs) it was no i never i never directed for first of all it's the the best way to like 
start directing is like on your own show. Cause like, guess what? Like nobody's going to fire you. Exactly. You can't even really get yelled at pretty, pretty great. But I was super, I was super nervous. I was so glad that it was like an episode that like that, that featured Tina. That was so nice to be like, oh, okay, at least like I've like, like everyone was friendly, but it was sort of like, oh, like I know this person and I like feel close to this person. And like, this was going to be, I, f- I didn't feel like anybody was like, mm, what? Oh, good. Yeah. Where's the kids? But like, <laughs> but yeah, it was funny. It was during, it was when we were shooting the pilot. I remember, and this, uh, this sometimes happens with Ryan, but he always comes around. He'll, he like leaned back and he was like, so I want you to direct one of these episodes in the first 13. I was like, oh, wow. I was like, yeah, totally. And then like the first 13 passed and then it was like in the back nine, he like leaned back from me and was like, hey, I really want you to direct an episode in this back nine. So like, <laughs> yeah, totally. And then, then like the back nine happened. Then it like, then, then he was like, you know, I really want you to direct in season two. And I was like, awesome. I'm like totally there. Then like at the end of season two, it's like, Season three is like definitely. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I was like, I think I see a pattern. Uh-huh. It wasn't. So then I just stopped. I was just like, I wonder what this is gonna come around. And then finally it did. Yeah. Because when you're directing, it's very hard to write. And mm. the writing is a daily thing. It was a six day a week job. We were constantly writing. That made sense too. Constantly but, writing. So it yeah. was like it was when could have a little bit more help. Um then it was easier for me to step off. But then I found it really, really fun. And I didn't ever think, I hadn't directed anything since like a play in college, but right. it's like, it's actually a similar thing. I was, I was actually one of the coolest things. I was like, oh, I'm, uh, this is exactly like directing Bridget in like that Tennessee Williams play. It's that same mm-hmm. sort of fear, that same, uh, a sort of shit your pants anxiety. There's always one moment in every, every day mm-hmm. I found in directing where you yeah. are in a total panic mode where you notice like, Oh, we're behind or whatever. And it's like, it's mostly like panic management. Yeah. And then, which actually improv training helps a lot with mm-hmm. very used to like, yes. you know, like, okay, I'm panicking. I'm like, don't panic. And then, yeah. And then you just like apply your taste to things. That's sort of like how I would describe Hmm. just trying to communicate as much as you can and as clearly as you can to get actors to do it the way you're hearing it is basically it is being like, Oh, and then just get them to a place. But you guys were so good. That was pretty, that was always really easy. And then it was Chris Baffa, our first DP um, who gave me like the first, um, the best directing, the best photography directing, like how to photograph mm-hmm. a, a, an episode. He was like, in every scene, um, know how you get in it, mm-hmm. know how you get out, get out and think of one weird camera angle in the middle. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'll just do it for you. And then Brad, the other one, Brad, one time Brad was, I was like, oh, I'm a little bit nervous. Like, I'm about to write. He's like, you're going to be great. I was like, well, any advice? And he was just like, tell the story. And you're like, oh, yeah. So it's like that. It's like Chris Baffa's advice and Brad's advice. And then and then the rest is just like, it's just moving it a little bit to be like, okay, yeah, like do that. And then you're like, okay, that's the best version of what that is. Mm-hmm. You're not going to rethink it. It's, we got a million things to do. We can only do it. We only have a little bit to work on. So not being too precious. Mm. And then just let it try to get to as good as you can and then try to like make your days. And then what's really weird is in the, in the editing room, I would always find that you would, the first assembly, when you look in, it's when the, like the editor has done their pass and you always look in and that's always disappointing. You always go and you're like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's not good at all. Like, what did I do? Right. And then you just have to go in, essentially do the same process with them of right. being like, walk him through each scene and be like, okay, here's what I'm, th- it's just about re- right. constant, constantly communicating. Like some refinement. People, yeah, like some people don't like some, there was like a, I don't know if it was like Jersey Kratowski. There's some like famous, like theater, like director who was like, maybe it was even like uh, Mike Nichols or somebody who like didn't adjust actors would never give an acting adjustment. Huh. He would like set it, he'd block it. And then he'd be like, no, that's what it is. And you're like, I just wouldn't know how to do that. I'd be like, that's, that's the only way I know how to like 
Direct. do it is to right. talk to an actor and talk through even like haltingly and stuff. You're supposed to be able to direct an act. You're supposed to be able to make true, really good directors are able to make an actor do something and make it think, make them think it was their idea. Yes. So yes. You're, like, you're really talking a very passive aggressive way about something. And then it's like you yep. get the, but, but it's like, you just don't have that time in Right. TV. In TV. So I think I was always afraid that I would like, I just would end up, oh, I would give, I would try, I would try not to give line readings, but sometimes you, a good way to give a line reading is to paraphrase the line. So to give the musicality of the line, the way you hear it, be like, I think this will be a punchline if you sort of yeah. sing like this, but I don't say the actual word. I like paraphrase what it is, but like give, that would sometimes work. I feel huh. like I remember telling you, you're like, I don't want to give you a line reading. I'm like, no, please. please no, no, give you me a line reading. no, but sometimes it's bad. <laughs> give me a line reading. Like, sometimes it's, it, 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 it sounds right when I do it, but it doesn't right. sound right when you do it. And it, sometimes it doesn't like, um, yeah. it right. doesn't doesn't well, work so they're dangerous that way and then you can get like stuck on them well of. you're directing when you're right you're yes. you're directing oh, there's that your too. own writing which is yes and then i can do it controlling exactly. as a writer and when i'm not directing stuff so now i do like my writing has like very intense um italics and underlines and bolds so it's like i i sort of like i now write in a way that is tries to communicate as much as possible that like mm. and this is how you say it so it's like a, um, which I makes it look like a crate, like it looks like a crazy person. And that's my writing styles evolve. Like you can actually, somebody would, I think be able to pick it out because mm-hmm. you're like, this person's crazy. Or it's like, <laughs> we're being very specific about that was one time I was directing Jamie Lee Curtis, who I love, but she, I overheard her on mic. I'd just given a note and then like walked back in. It was like on the mic and she was like into the boom. I don't think she knew the boom was there, but she was like, he's very specific. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, you're totally right. I told her she's awesome. Anyway, ended up, yeah, ended up doing like the, really became the most enjoyable um, aspect of the show. Mm-hmm. That also might be why I don't remember those seasons because you sort of lock into your like i don't remember like phineas eilish if that's his name is that his name no (laughs) i think that's her middle name that's fair enough that is a fair yeah like it's because i'm in direct so your last name is like o'connell or something yes you're right that's right um and then in in retrospect he's very good on the show this is not a knock on him it's more a knock on me like with my spirit animal but like he uh but it's also because like i wasn't i didn't direct him so right. and sort of like, so that second, that middle section, really the second half, the second two thirds of the show felt different because I was sort of like in and out. Yeah. Of, yeah. A lot. yeah, for sure. Uh, but it was really, really fun. And it was like, it was a good way to feel, felt like I, you, you get that, that extra level of ownership. I felt like those episodes, you're like, okay, well, like I get to be in, in charge now, this thing yeah. that it was. I've, you know, we've all, we all had to share and I had to share was suddenly like, oh, I, I felt some ownership of it too. So yeah. that was actually really nice and, a, and just a really easy, nice way to learn. Also like sure. a brilliant crew and such a, such yeah. an example of like why unions are good. Yeah. Why okay. if you then, you know, like then did again, good crew, but then like working like with a crew outside of California, totally different thing. Like totally. I'm not a, like, oh, you just lose so much time because people aren't just as up to speed. Right. Uh, yep. And just the just yeah, just everyone was like, just very, doing an indie uh, film. And yeah, you're like oh, boo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Did a lot of this after. Um, yeah. it's just a stark so contrast. Speaking um, of ownership, you also were doing the, and that's what you missed on Glee. <sighs> Sorry, we stole that. Um, oh, it's great. <laughs> it came in later. So what? What happened? Yeah, how did that happen? It was because. Be, again there's all like early it was like a it was a kevin riley note and he was sort of like you're i think he's like you guys are blowing through a lot of story that was actually the early the early knock from them like he hated he did not like and i totally get where he was actually coming from he he hated the fact that like finn and rachel kissed in episode two he was huh. like what are yeah. you doing that's like in the finale like you guys are blowing through a lot of story and you're gonna regret it to which we were like how dare you by the way he was completely right like completely yeah. right. 
we would we ran out of story all the time right. well like you get to a point where like i guess sue needs to marry herself and is maybe running for president <laughs> and like you know it's like you just run out of shit so um and then he oh so then he was like you need to do a th- then maybe it was i don't know it was either him or ryan but he's like ryan loved they did it on soap that old show soap which was like a, a late eight mid eight late 70s 80s forget when send up of a soap like a very funny show but they would because they were carrying a lot of story they would do these recaps or whatever mm-hmm. and then ryan um was like just remembered i don't even think he knew he he definitely knew i was like had a, a theater career but i think one time i was sort of self-deprecating and was like um I was like, well, I'm so glad I'm out here because I'm not not back in New York doing like Pepto-Bismol commercials anymore. And then just like Ryan like turned and I was like, oh no, he's committed that to memory. Yeah. He now thinks he's locking that away. We all know that look. <laughs> all I did was Pepto-Bismol commercials. So that's somehow like locked. In. I've never done a Pepto-Bismol. Like it's, it's a, <laughs> a totally great career that I love. But like, um, but he did remember, he's like, hey, you did voiceovers, right? I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, you just do a scratch track for this and just see like kind of what, and he's like, kind of like soap. So then I think Alexis and I went and like did it. And then it just stuck. (laughs) Did you write them as well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then uh, just stuck. And then I was always uh, at at any of the, I was always the announcer. Yeah. The competition. Yeah. I was always like the announcer. And you got to actually be in, you get to actually show up and like be on camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It was a, <laughs> Which a one were you in? I don't know. I was Sven Goobles. I was Sven Goobles. Like late night. Season three. Oh, That's so right. So dumb. Um, but then, oh, another thing that there was a lot of stuff that just like caught, just was in, like New Directions was, that mm-hmm. was like, like my, that was like Buffalo Grove was their name, was like no, New Directions, their show card. And it was like a <laughs> joke. We would just like howl with laughter. Like, how does nobody hear this? Like, nobody hears it. So, so many just people wrote, miss it. Nobody gets it. I wrote it into the pilot as a joke to Ryan and Brad, thinking like, well, they're going to laugh and then we'll change it. They didn't get it. And I was like, I like told them, I was like, it's nude erections. And they're like, oh, that's hilarious. And they're like, well, let's. So then we just kept it in the script thinking that, Somebody BSB would, would make us the, the net student network never got it. Like no one ever got it. It's very, very, I it blew me away. It was like, just stayed in. Oh yeah. People still talk about it. And they're yeah. like, where did this like club name come from? Well, especially yeah. now that people like are finding the show again and it's, you know, you have all these kids who are like, wait, what? I know, oh, I can't, like, I can't. They also don't necessarily catch the satire that's seeping through every yeah. single scene yeah. is also a thing. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe it that, yeah, I, I was, it was a total joke. I was, I <laughs> did, but like, didn't no one, no one caught on. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Huh. <laughs> now, did you have any say, did you, uh, the music element of it, did you pitch songs? Was that kind of like Ryan and Brad? Like, I know Brad had a lot of things that he wanted, like Springsteen and, Etc. And more Springsteen. But, but like, and Ryan said yeah. that he had to like school you guys on Madonna when that came up. Like, what was your well, kind of take on the music aspect of the writing? Well, I didn't. I mean, my beef kind of was, and it was just like a salmon swimming upstream. That it was like we're change. Like, it's fine to do a Madonna episode, but that's actually not what the DNA of the show is what worked about the show is like no we should be doing like elo and like mm-hmm. awesome yeah. like that's the whole thing but again it was it was when it got huge and then it was like no be huger and then it was like and we could sell a lot and then it was like we can do a whole album not and i'm not even saying like like this was like avaricious or like we can money it was like boss <laughs> offset and also it was like oh yeah we should do like fleetwood mac rumors we could do the whole album that would be For awesome. sure. So that would be, um, so, but I was sort of like screaming into a tornado about that. Like I was sort of, I was, and then, and then my tastes are very not just a person, like very not top 40 
very not R&B. So I would sort of be like, yeah, okay, we can do it. But I, I, I felt less connected to much of the music um, we did just because I was like, no, we, we should be doing, uh, we should be reinventing stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that would have been my. Is there anything you really wanted that we never did? Or like a genre that we never got to. Well, that here's the thing. I'm probably going to say like, oh, we never did like Boston's like more than a feeling. And then I'll bet we probably did. We, we absolutely did. I'll be like, yeah, there's whole. So like, I'm sure we did it. We did 800,000 songs. We did. Like, <laughs> no, a we million, literally a did. Million songs. There's whole things that I like. Again, it's like, I don't, you just can't remember all of them. For sure. But I would have been, I would have been, yeah, there was like that, those sort of like, Yacht Rocky, more just because we could like you could sell it. You, we mm-hmm. could have sold that. That those would have been those songs like, um, you know, or, mm-hmm. or Kansas or mm-hmm. or whatever. Those those things would have just been very like I think back of your neck stand up because yeah. that was yeah. still when like you know like the Peter Cetera's of it would like wail. It was like dudes wailing now. And then actually all the music like I listened to, I was like, oh, it's not about the singing. It's like not, people know it's about a different thing. So it was like that, something about that era. Mm -hmm. But we did, we did, we did really, really a lot. And there's still some versions. There's like, there's still, I mean, there's, there'd be 50 covers that we did that are, I think are like completely the best version of that song. That that still hair on the back of your neck yeah. go up. Yeah, even te- like teenage dream, a version of that. Oh yeah. Every time I hear it, oh, it's, I want to cry. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, much less like the much less the journey of it all. Like all all of it is just. Um, but they were they were. Yeah, we we I think we acquitted ourselves well just by volume. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini, rewind to the future with the VS Archives swim collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal, now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent, dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. 
So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're saying how the Madonna episode like wasn't necessarily like the DNA of the show. And when Ryan came on, he was like, "Yeah, as much as I, you know, wanted to do that, how much it meant to him personally." Yeah, he was like, "I sort of wish we didn't." Because once you do it and prove that it can be done, and then it was successful in terms of viewership and in record sales, he's like, yep. there's no coming back from that. Sort of like what yep. you said as the show grew. Yep. And which <laughs> I, in a million years, would never have thought he would have said. Yep. Yeah. But now hearing how so far two of the three of you have, once we get Brad on here too, yep. have said sort of this similar thing where it was like, at the heart of it, you guys, even speaking from three different voices or perspectives the scale of the show was the same. Yes. And yeah. the intention of the show was the same. And then we did Madonna and then it was like, well, all bets are off Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. The show then it's like, took a, yeah, then a turn like, there. Yeah. But you just have to, you have to do, Get I mean, write there's, it. there's a version of the show that like I would have actually vouched for early on. I think I did that. I was like, we shouldn't honor time that we should not really ever say what time of year it is mm -hmm. and it just resets like a little bit more kind of like a sitcom structure in a way mm -hmm. even though it's not a sitcom but just let it be the problem is is that like you guys we'd be watching you guys all Age. turn 30 <laughs> and still be in in high school but also the second you say like the second you put in a, a story element that has a clock to it like yeah. Rom or homecoming or even like regionals, uh, then you're you're tied to time. By the way, there's no such you know there's no such there's really no such thing as like regionals, sectionals, nationals in show choir. Like I, that's from speech team. Like I just use that and like we did that in speech team, like in speech and drama. But like that's not a thing. Like there was it's no not a thing. No, but it's so sure. funny that we just like. You, but you can just sort of make stuff up and then you're like, yeah, there's, there's like no, there's <laughs> years yeah. of my life are defined by these fictional regionals and sectionals. No, I know. Nationals. So it's like, are we going to make the sectionals? Like that's never been a concern of anybody on earth because it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> but anyway, like it would have been. Cheer. Yeah. But there was a way to, to just, there was a version of the show that would have been more contained, a little bit more situational. Mm -hmm. This is probably the Migley. This is probably what like Emily Vanderwerf was talking about. You're giving then, Ryan ideas for the reboot. Keep going. <laughs> right. Well, it would be, for instance, that like, like I think the most successful episodes of the show was actually when, and what, what it feels like when you're in high school is that like small stakes or big stakes. Yes. Actually like the show doesn't quite work when it's like, Oh, Rachel's going to, is she going to get the role on Broadway or not? Right. The show works when it's like, am I going to get the gift certificate mm -hmm. to the garden? Right. Like then it makes more sense because it's silly and small and like show choir is silly and small. So that right. like, so there would be a version in which it'd be much more contained in that size mm -hmm. and things are happening in between the students as they are, but a little bit more of that, scale a bit pettier and that didn't really address um a, a sort of like wouldn't carry as much story because you're not really honoring time it's a little bit more like if glee were like the simpsons yeah right be, that's probably that was sort of the version that i was sort of early on was sort of like pitching a bit i think it was sort of like no we like get these characters we have a great little like fishbowl. Just keep them in the fishbowl. Because I mean, every season could have been two months. Like completely, you completely. There's just a world in which that is, but we just didn't set that up. And then if you have a pregnancy, you have all these sorts of things that, like really tie time. you. And then yeah. you're like, okay, you're we're an hour long show now. We are kind yeah. of not really a true comedy at all. We're like an hour long show that carries a lot of story and it's like soapy. Um, but that's always the part of the show that I I was I was never like. I wasn't writing that 
side right. of the show anyway. So in a way, the show that I, the show I'm describing was the show I was writing. Yeah. Right? yeah. My like half of the show. It's really yeah. weird. And it's, it's a very, so weird, very highly so unusual for a show to be like structured that way or to be like, sure. it's really weird. Sure. Um, before we let you go, this interview is crazy. It's so good. Um, we could just stay here all day. Yeah, we could literally. What does we ask everybody? What yeah. does Glee, what is the feeling that Glee has left you with? What is the word? What is the feeling? What is the tone? <laughs> if you oh, it's just like an unbelievable sense of pride. It's like very, yeah, like I'm very, very proud of like the whole thing. It's, it's a very, it feels like a child. It's like, a, you know, once you have children, it doesn't, you're like, no, that's a show. And like, that's a child. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. but it was like, it, it's like a very, um, it's, it feels like an achievement, a creative achievement that can never be taken away. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we, so much of this industry and in like showbiz in general is so ephemeral and can be so, it's sort of gone. And it's like, what have you done for me lately? And it's like, not, mm-hmm. um, not things that were so important to you sort of like disappear. Mm-hmm. And then, what's, did you see what's on now? Like, more, like, look, guess what? We're just so not. There's so few things that it's like this show feels like, oh, it's I feel like I wrote a book like that was a really good book. And it's like and, and every every junior high school kid in seventh grade reads this book like it was like it's a, it's yeah. a that you've like contributed to the culture a bit or you're sort of like required reading. And that that is like a, a true um that's where the pride comes from. You're like, oh, we did it. And like, I did that. I did that. And like, you definitely did. Take away from it. It's a cool thing to sometimes, and again, like you guys wouldn't experience this because people would already know you, but it is like occasionally, it's a fun thing to sometimes just drop. If you, like somebody doesn't know you're just meeting somebody or it's often happens if you're like, you're like abroad or whatever. Um, And then just be like, oh, I kind of, kind of just work in TV, like, oh, anything I know about? And then just like, well, Glee. And I'm like, oh, did you write on that? And like, no, 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 I created it. it my, <laughs> and just to be like, and it's a dick move to do. But and it's so like, good. But, but, but as if you didn't just set up the whole thing to like drop right. the hammer to be like, Bleh. and it's that, it is like, there is like, so all the Sturm and Drang and like all the... <laughs> wildness of it and just the work and the late nights and it sucks up it sucked up eight years of our life where it was not really able to do anything else like it was like and 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 really defined took me away from one career plopped me in another one like it it was very very impactful so like it, it that those moments are worth it when you can stand back and be like oh but like we did that and it was like yeah huge but actually it's more that it's good it was like oh that was really good it was actually cool when like i think when netflix picked it up to air now it's back on whatever it's on disney yeah disney yeah there forever i think uh but was like uh the first time it like came up in my like banner so it was like playing i was just like opened the thing and it was like oh jesus like there's like yeah why Same. It was just my face. I was like, "What? Yeah, stop shouting! At me. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you're shouting at me." And then, yeah. like, uh, but and it was weirdly not queued up to the pilot, and I had not watched the pilot on Netflix. It had queued up to the to Showmance, huh. mm. and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like, I'd really not thought about it in a while. And I was like, "I'm not sure that this like held up," and then I yeah. howled and was just like. It's oh, so that's good. a home run. Like, I don't even know how we did. I didn't remember a lot of it, but I was like, I don't know how we did that. So that good. Perfect. You were locked oh. in. It's a good. perfect episode of, t- it's even better, almost better than the pot. It's just like, and then those, it's just a murderer's row of those first. Yeah. For sure. One For sure. For that sure. like, you know, and really through, you know, like through, through, through sort of like, it's those first like 50 almost, or like 40 or just like, mm-hmm. 
slam dunk after slam dunk with a few like turdlets. And then even throughout, even then when it get, got, she got very, very hard to do and tragic and awful and difficult and dark. Even then it was still like, this thing is still great. Like it's still, there's nothing else like There's never been anything like it on television. It's just great. So it's like that sense of, of pride, however nitpicking, however hard I can get on the show. It's like nice when people are sort of, when, when I go through that, that weird like Tourette's thing of like, well, actually, and in describing the show to people and then they're just like, Oh, cause it's really good. And I, I just love it. You know, there's yeah. like, it's really, yeah. it's really, it's really cool. Literally without um, Glee would not exist without no. you, Ian Brennan. So thank you. It was like, it was, um, it's so, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's just so weird that it like happened. It's really, it's really hard to, I mean, it's, it's so hard to, uh, there's just a, in, in every other like shard of like the spider verse, like it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's totally. weird. But there's something else on the show, but, but it was like, cause musicals hadn't worked. Like it was like, never. Not, that was sort of the joke too, going into it. Like, is this going to work? Because they don't. Cop they rock. will not work. Cop yeah. rock, yeah. And yeah. here One we of are, them... where everything is a musical TV show. Sp- yeah. Speaking of, we have you to thank for all of this and pride. Watching your parents <laughs> come to the concerts, they're, they're and cute. and they would come to LA. Watching how proud yeah. they were of you, I could cry. Yeah, it was like it was the, the most, it was so sweet. They were just so, <laughs> so proud of you and so happy. Like to anytime they came around, it was like, this is what your son did. This is what he created. All of yeah. this is his fault. It's, and it's, like he has changed all of our lives. And it was like, oh, thank God you've come from like the sweetest people on the planet. Yeah. You're equally as sweet and smart and humble, except when you like, you know, drop in that you created glee on purpose but you know still so good (laughs) i love that you surround you have a good you have a really good like your wife is incredible you have such like a good Good close-knit group that make it makes a lot of sense oh good well uh, thank you I, i mean i count you guys as such uh, close. I mean, you're like you're just like family members. It's it's like I feel so to to everybody, you guys in particular, and Cord and like <laughs> Emma and Jane and you know, so, yeah. Um, but it's like it was. Uh, I just feel so fortunate to have yeah found you guys. Uh, yeah, it's also, I think Jenna. I think I can speak for both of us. Like when we, I mean, you've gone off. This can be another interview. We do another time. All the things yeah, you've yeah. done since. Yeah, yeah. I know, but, right? Good like Lord. you have had such an insane just past year yeah. alone yeah. that it's like, it's also so on our end of like how proud we are of. Oh, thanks. Like the things you, you and Ryan still are still doing them. and having like one of the biggest shows ever on Netflix. It's a couple wild. of them. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. Oh, and you thanks. deserve it. You deserve all this experience. The day-to-day experience, like, I'm sure you guys have this as well. It's just like, I'm a piece of garbage. I can't, uh, you know, it's just like, it's, it is hard, you know, cause you're always asked to do more. It's like never enough. So it's always like, and it's a struggle. Being creative is hard. Every time I sit down and stare at a blank piece of paper, it's like terrifying. It's like a mm-hmm. depressing job, you know, like <laughs> uh, it's, it's hard. So that's, it's nice to hear. Thank you. It's yeah. nice. I have to, one has to be reminded of, yes. of that. Uh, yes. and it's nice that people around to do that because we can't do it to ourselves. Yeah. No, we, we got you. Right. Anytime you need a boost of confidence, you just hit us up. You want to do that song? Anything at all. We got, we got it. it. No, hey. I don't think we did. I don't think we did, but I, I hear you. Um, uh, we, yeah, that, that would have been, that's a perfect, that's it. Be the perfect lead song. That we we got there. There we go. We don't remember a lot. There's a lot of like writing things that like people write in about. So we're going to text you things. If you could just shoot us a text back and Absolutely. let us know, that would be really fun. I think people yeah. really enjoy that. Ryan might be relieved that we stopped bugging him about it. We're like, is this, <laughs> was this supposed to happen? He's like, no, that's Ian. <laughs> no, whatever. That's hilarious. I love that. Awesome. Um, Ian, thank you so much for doing love this. Love you. So thank you so, so much. You, truly. Thank you so much. Uh, this is so great. Um, say hi to the fam for us. Yes, we love please you. do. Let's, uh, let's yeah, go, let's, let's do it. Soon. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Right. Thanks, right. Ian. Thank so you, Ian. Bye. 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 Oh, 
I love him. I love him so much. I could talk to him for years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he immediately texted us, by the way. As soon as he hopped off of Zoom two seconds ago, texted us and thanked us. And he is just the nicest, as you heard, most talented, sweetest man. And I just feel so grateful that he spent so much time with us. And I know. I know we've said it many times before, but because this experience was so unique to our group of people, there's like several hundred people, you yeah. know, peripherally involved in this whole thing. Crew, yeah. cast, production, network, all that stuff with varying degrees of, of viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to talk about it at length with anybody else who was not directly there. Especially well, some day people to day, get bored. Like, us. like people we can talk at to who are interested in hearing about it all. And like obviously our lovely listeners, you guys are amazing for sticking with us for so long. But to get the insider baseball from other people, like you said, it's um it's just as much of a treat for us because totally. we are learning with you guys. Yeah, that felt um, like a gift. You know, yeah, yeah, it was really nice. I'm glad he felt comfortable to open yeah. up and let it spill. It was great. Oh, and Ian, Brennan, everybody, well, thank you, Ian, and thank you guys for listening and for hanging out with us. I hope you liked this episode, and we'll see you next time. And that's what you really missed. Thanks for listening, and follow us on Instagram at and that's what you really miss pod. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. See you next time. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.